ho, ho, ho. <laughs> you know, I thought they were just getting warmed up. They should have did it again, I thought. You know, they were just starting to really get going there. That was awesome. I love it. Hey, uh, I'm glad you're here today. And it's Christmas Eve. Uh, and so we're celebrating. Uh, I'm just going to talk for a few minutes here uh, about what we're celebrating this time of year. And uh, what are we celebrating this time of year, guys? Yeah, okay. And what does that mean? Yeah, can we turn this on, Dan, please? Number one. There we go. Okay, maybe it's maybe a little loud. Uh, the first thing we want to ask is this question I want to ask you. Uh, hold on here. Not, not going. Can you, Dan, I'm not on the screen here or something? That's not it. That's where we'd like to be. Beautiful. That's, 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 the, wrong, uh, that's the wrong PowerPoint. That's the right PowerPoint. That's the wrong PowerPoint. It's just not advancing. Okay, can you just put it on the screen that says, where were you born? There it is. Oh, there it is. Okay. So, uh, where were you born? Now, there's too many people to find out where everybody was born, obviously. But, how many, how many of you were born right here in Rhode Island? Raise your hand high. Oh man, I'm so outnumbered. How many of you were born at home? Genevieve, raise your hand. There's one here. Miranda was born at home. Someone else over here? born at home. Look at that. You know, used to be people were born at home, right? And then they started being born in hospitals and big fancy hospitals. The rest of you, I take it, the rest of you were born at a hospital. I'm assuming that. Unless there's some other weird place you were born, I don't know where that could be. So how many of you, how many of you were born like in a really out of the way, small place that no one would know? Raise your hand. Somebody. Big John. Belgrade, Minnesota. Belgrade or Belgrade, as they say in, uh, in the other country. There's a Belgrade, right? Belgrade, Minnesota. I've, I've not been there. Where? Sirencester, England. You're born there and you don't know how to say it? Okay. <laughs> it's been a long time, right? Anybody else? These guys were born in Beersheba, but that's a really big city. That's like 200,000. They're going to talk about that later, maybe, I don't know, in a few weeks. Anybody else like in a really weird place that no one would know? Now, I was born in San Diego. Everybody knows San Diego, right? 
Most of you were born probably in Providence or maybe in Warwick, and everybody in the whole world knows about Providence and Warwick, right? <laughs> Until you leave Rhode Island. They go, honestly, before I came to Rhode Island, I didn't really even know where Rhode Island was. Until I got here and go, oh, Rhode Island, yeah. That's an island, isn't it? That's what they say. So you say, why are you even talking about that? Because that's what, we're t that's what I want to talk about for a few, few minutes today is, is this idea of where, where Jesus was born. So you're all born in all these different places, and some of you very fancy places. Uh, one more uh, uh, bit of uh, trivia that I'll pass along to you. I was born in a hospital, and it was called Mercy Hospital. And I think that says a lot for me. So Jesus was born where? In a place called Bethlehem. Was Bethlehem a famous place? No. Well, it was kind of famous in the sense that's where David, King David, was born. But, but truthfully, it was a tiny little place out of the way that nobody really knew much about. In fact, they say it was at least, it was a small place. And at the time, it's pretty big now, it's built up now, but at the time there really wasn't a lot there. So Jesus being born there, and then what does it say, that he was placed where? You're going to have to advance this for me because this is not working. Uh, Jesus were born, where were you born, Jesus? Please tell us. Hello. Why do we have technical difficulties when it's like the most important Sunday of the year? Can, can we just advance that slide one? Malia, can you take care of this? <laughs> no, you got to go the other. There you go. So let's see if this is working. Now it's working. Okay, sort of. There we go. So Jesus was placed in a manger. And anybody know what a manger is? Everybody know what a manger is? What is it? He raises his hand, and I pick, then I call him, and he gets down and hides. That's good. I like that. It's a feeding trough, right? It's a place where the animals would eat. That's where their food was. And so Jesus was placed into a trough or an open box that was, you know, in like a stable area or a barn area. That's where he, that's where he was put. Jesus now we're talking about, right? So why was he put there? Well, what does it say? It says that she gave birth, that's married to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger. Why? Because there was no room for them in the inn. Why did they have to go out to the stable? Because there was no room for them, for them anywhere else. And that's kind of crazy to think about. No room for Jesus. That little baby in the manger. Well, what's the big deal about this? The big deal about it is who was Jesus? Why does it even matter? In, in Luke... Chapter 2, it says, today in the town of David, what? A Savior has been born to you. Kids, read with me. He is Christ the Lord. Right, thank you. He's Christ the Lord. See, so in that verse, it's telling us a few things about who Jesus is. He's Savior. He's Christ, which means Messiah, the one we've been waiting for who meets our need. He's the Lord, which means master. So we have the Savior, we have the Messiah, we have the Lord. Now, 
He's born where? In Bethlehem. And he's put where? In a manger. That doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. How about you, Bo? Oz? Let's read Matthew 1.23. Go ahead and read that along with me. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. This is even getting more intense in my mind. He was Savior, he's Christ or Messiah, he's Lord, and now what does it say? Who is he? He's God. Now God with us. God came down. They're calling him Emmanuel. Now, that doesn't mean that he would have the name Emmanuel because his name is what? Jesus. But it tells us about his identity. It tells us about who he was, that he was Emmanuel, which means God with us. So God came and was born there. And he was born in a barn or a stable. He was placed in a manger where animals eat. Think about this for a second now. If you were planning this event, any event planners in here? None of you plan events. Boaz plans events, yeah. If you were planning this event, would you choose Bethlehem in a stable or a barn in a manger for him to be placed after he was born? Is that what you would choose? I don't know. Where would you choose if you really wanted to make a splash, right? If you really wanted to show the whole world that, that God is with us. Maybe the temple, yeah, Jerusalem. But it was none of those things. Maybe you'd pick this fancy-looking hospital, right? And again, most of us were born in hospitals, and some of us, though, back then, you know, they didn't have hospitals. People weren't born in hospitals. They were born at home for the most part. But it was a barn? That's where he was? In a barn where the animals were kept in a dark place like this? Wow. You know, on the farm, back in the day, the, a lot of times the farm hands or those who worked around the farm, they would have a little bunk or a little uh, you know, place out in the barn where they would sleep out there, right? But who are we talking about here? Are we talking about a farm hand? Who are we talking about? We're talking about Savior, Messiah, Lord. And what's the last one? And God. Being out in a barn now, like, like that doesn't make sense to me. Why was he born there? Why was he not born in, the, in New York City, right? Well, let's pretend it was. Don't make my life difficult. Or how about Paris, or how about London, or one of the major cities of the world? But he was born in this little country of Israel, in this tiny little town of Bethlehem, in an out-of-way 
placed in the stable in the barn and placed in the trough. You say, why in the world did he do all that? And was it a surprise? All this that happened, was it a surprise? Was it really because there was no room in the inn? Was it really Bethlehem because, well, you know, that's where they had to go? Well, actually, the Bible predicts like hundreds of years before, 700 years for this prophecy that we read here, that he would, be, that he would uh, come down and be with us. And, and the tiny town of Bethlehem was predicted by the prophet Micah. So none of this was a surprise. This was the plan of God for this to happen, that he would send his son, who was God the son, to be in this place. I had to think about that. Why did he do that? Why did he do that? Why didn't he do some of the things that you and I would have thought to do? And the only thing that I can think of is he wanted to be able to reach everyone. He wanted to be there for the least to the greatest. It says in the book of Philippians that he didn't have to grasp on to who he was. He knew who he was, and, and for, him, for him it was just, it was just the, the miracle that he would come. He, he came for the youngest and the oldest. doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter what your station in life is. He came for you. He came for me. That's a miracle. God. You know, in math, I, I used to be good in math, but they had what they call the lowest common denominator. Some of you math people. Uh, Justin's a math uh, genius. Uh, yeah, up to sixth grade. Up to sixth grade. But they, they have lowest common denominators in sixth grade, don't they? Yes. Lower, for, for those of you that skipped out on those classes, that means like a part of a fraction that, that, that is, I don't even know how to describe it. Forget it. A bad example. But either way, he, he came that, that he could reach every single one of us, that every one of us could relate. He didn't come as a king on the hill. He came as somebody in a simple, that, that, that every single one of us could receive him, relate to him. The Bible also says in Philippians that he humbled himself. You can't get any more humble than that. He humbled himself and became a man that at the name of Jesus, every knee would bow, every tongue would confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So we're celebrating this most incredible thing and, and, and all these miracles that took place at this time of year. And, and, you know, we look at these pictures and we say, that's really pretty and everything, but it's really miraculous what happened, that he came down from heaven. We sing about it in our songs, our, our hymns, our Christmas carols. He came down from heaven. He didn't just was born that day, but, but God sent his son into the world. He more or less gave him a body there and born from a baby until he became a man to die on the cross for us. It's a miracle for all to see. But it's really a miracle for those who would receive it, for those who would accept it, for those, for those who would see that and say, wow, what did he came, why did he come and why did he do that? And, and did he, 
you know, did he do these things for me? He lived and then he gave his life and he died on a cross and he was buried and then he rose from the dead and he did all those things. But, but did he do that for me? So for us to receive that, it's, it's only for those who would receive, but, but not all do. But the question is, will you and will I? Many of you in this room have already said, yes, I received that. I believe in that child who became a man who did all those things. I believe that. I receive that. I, I, I've accepted that, and he's changed my life. When Jesus was on the earth, he said to his disciples, he said, who do the people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, you know, he was John the Baptist, some would say he was Elijah, the prophet. Others would say he was Jeremiah or maybe one of the other prophets. But then he turned to his disciples and he said to them, who do you say that I am? That's the question of the ages, to you and to me. Who do you say that I am? Jesus says that to me, he says that to you. Who do you say that he is? Is he Savior, Messiah, Lord? Is he the God of the universe, the creator of the universe? Anybody know what Peter answered? You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. The Son of the living God. And, and when he said that to him, that meant he was God. God the Son. When Jesus said, you know, God is my Father, they wanted to uh, kill him. Why? Because he was making himself equal with God. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. So for you and I to make that decision, that's where we're at today. That's what we come to every single year when we celebrate this, that Jesus is God with us, that he came to save us. But I also want to point this out to you when it says that God with us He's with us now, even here today. When he ascended into heaven, he said, I'm going to stay with you, though. How? By his Holy Spirit, by the Spirit of God. He said that he was just about to ascend into heaven, and he, and he spoke to his disciples, and this is what he said in Matthew 28. He says, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age or the end of the world. God with us. You see, He doesn't just save us and then leave us on our own. He saves us and then He's with us forever and ever. And one day we're going to see Him face to face, but He's with us now. He's with us always. That's what He said. I'm with you always. He's with you today. He's with me today in all the facets of our lives, in the ups and the downs, in the, in the failures and in the successes, in the good stuff and in the bad stuff. He is with you. He promised that. I, I am with you always, he says, to you and to me, to any and all of us who will call out to him. God with us. God with us. Emmanuel. Let's look at these words here before we finish. We have a special treat in a minute. 
It says, away in a manger, no crib for a bed. God with us. He was there in that little manger, in that, that place where the animals fed. The little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. The stars in the sky looked down where he lay. And the little Lord Jesus asleep in the hay. So he was there in that manger, God with us. But some of the rest of the song, I think, gives us the rest of that picture here. <clears throat> where he says, I love thee, Lord Jesus, look down from the sky and stay by my cradle till morning is nigh. Be near me, Lord Jesus, I ask thee to stay close by me forever and love me, I pray. You see, that's the with us part. He came and he, he came in that manger and he came to that little town of Bethlehem and then he lived his life, he gave his life, he, he died upon the cross, but he rose from the dead and he ascended into heaven, but he's here with us now. Stay close by me forever. He's here. He's with you and with me as we reach out to him and call upon him. God came for all of us from the least to the greatest, the smallest. Who's the smallest here today? I hear. Yes. And I'm not going to ask who's the biggest. Let's all bow our heads and pray together, shall we, before we have some special music coming up. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for sending your son Jesus to the earth that God came down. You sent God the Son, your Son, your only begotten Son, to that little town of Bethlehem, that manger, that place, and yet it was God with us. And he lived and he, he grew up and he became a man, but his whole purpose in life was to save us to all who would receive Him, to all who would believe in this Savior, He would save us and give us eternal life. Lord, I pray for each one of us that we would even now reach out and call out the name of Jesus to be our Lord, to be our Savior today if we have not already done so. And you can simply cry out to Him right now and pray along with me and say, Jesus, Thank you that you came to the earth. Thank you that you lived the perfect, sinless life and you died on the cross for me. You rose from the dead for me. Be my Savior and be my Lord today. And Lord, for each one of us, I thank you that you are God with us, that you're with us always. You don't leave us alone. You don't leave us on our own. We're not here to fight the battle on our own. We're, we're depending on you. We need you. Be with us. Stay with us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask Anthony and Irene to come up, and they're going to uh, share a little bit with us here before we...
close. There's not a lot of cable on this. There is on that one, but not this one. It doesn't work very well. So Samson. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? Good. So we, um, <clears throat> we're going to just sing one song with you guys. Hark the Herald Angels Sing, right? And, um, and so we're looking at this other interesting piece of the story of the birth of, of Jesus. And um, it says in Luke that these shepherds were out in the field, right? And the shepherds, we don't know how many shepherds there were. Let's say there were maybe five shepherds. Has anyone ever, like, hung out with some shepherds before? Who here has hung out with a shepherd? So I've hung out with a few Bedouin shepherds out in, like, the area in Israel, kind of near, not too far away from Bethlehem, actually, but they don't smell that good. And, you know, they... um, so here we have this scene where you have these angels that have been prophesying, have been practicing, sorry, for years, and they've been thinking, you know, we're going to make this amazing announcement of the birth of the Messiah. And then the, the curtain rolls back, and their entire audience is these, you know, five smelly shepherds. And that's who they, and so that shows kind of the humility also uh, that my dad was talking about of Jesus, who who came. And, you know, the, the thing is, this is not just some story like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or something, you know? I mean, like, that's fun and everything, but, but this is actually a real story in a real place. And um, so this is kind of interesting. I actually, just now, about 10 minutes ago, my friend who is in Bethlehem right now, actually this morning he was at a church service there in Bethlehem. And so this is, uh, this is the... Uh, See if you can hear this. So this is. So that's at an Arabic-speaking church. So in in Bethlehem. There's this, you know, if you, if there are some Christians still in Bethlehem, and they're Arab believers. They speak, they speak Arabic. They're Palestinians. But, you know, that's what it sounds like in Bethlehem right now, praising the Messiah. And we usually go there every year. But this is a real place with, a real, with, with real people living there. It's not just some story, you know, like the North Pole. This is a real place, you know. And, and so as we think about this song, um, I just want to go up to the next line there. And it says, hark the herald angels sing, right? So, hark means what? Listen. So, listen, the herald angels, and the herald is the one who comes and brings a message from the commander of the army, okay? The the herald is bringing a, a message that's very important. And so, you know, if you want your children to listen, you need to say to them, hark. And then they're not going to listen anyway because they don't, they don't know what you're talking about. But you come, and it says this, um, 
in the next, if you can go to the next slide, Malia, thanks. It says, joyful all ye nations rise and join the triumph of the sky. So this thing that happened in Bethlehem, it wasn't just for one nation. It wasn't just for one people. It was for all the nations everywhere. The truth of Jesus and his birth is not just for one people in one place. It's for all the different cultures, and it's a truth that can go into every, uh, every culture. And that doesn't mean we bring our culture to everyone. We bring the message of Jesus into those cultures, and, and, it's, and it's for everyone. And so, you know, this says here, with the angelic host proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. So, so as we think about this this Christmas time, are we willing to join with the angelic host? Are we willing to be part of those people who say, we are proclaiming there was this little baby born in a very humble place in Bethlehem, according to prophecy, and it's the most important event of history, you know, the, the three most important events, his birth, his death, his resurrection. This is, these are the three defining moments of, our, of the entire history of the entire world. And so that's what this song kind of challenges us to do, and there's a lot of theology in the song. It's actually, you know, if you go and look and see how many biblical prophecies are wrapped up into the lyrics of this one song, it's amazing. But um, we have it here, and, and we're going to sing it. We have, like, this recording of it, and it's in the back, and we'd love everyone to have one, okay? And if you want to give us a donation for it, that's great. If you don't have any money and you don't want to give us a donation for it, and you think, well, you know, I might not like it, we'll take one anyway. So we want you to have one. Um, and, uh, and we'll be back in three weeks, and we'll talk more about what's happening in Israel at that time. But, but uh, we want to sing this song. So let's see, if, let's see if we can. So everybody, can we stand together? Is that all right? And so the song, we, we're going to split the parts a little bit. Can you check that mic? We also need Irene's mic, Dan. <clears throat> um, so the guys will sing with me, and we'll sing the first part of the line. So we'll sing, Hark the herald angels sing. And then the girls will sing. Check one, I'm starting to get it. Check one, check two, check one, two. All right, yeah. we're getting her good, now. Good, good, good. Then we'll, the guys will say, Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled. Okay, then we'll all join together. But it's kind of different. There's one spot where it gets a little Middle Eastern in style, and so you have to, like, clap, like, kind of all be there together with us. When we get there, I'll tell you. Yeah. Crank it up, man.
So we just want to wish all of you guys a Merry Christmas. May you enjoy the time with your loved ones. Sometimes it's difficult with your loved ones. We know that. But we want you to enjoy it and remember that it's all about Jesus, right? And so he brings that healing through forgiveness that we need. And we need it in our families. We need it in our neighborhoods. We need it in our jobs. We need it everywhere. So, so let's be like these angels and proclaim the Messiah, the Christ, was born in Bethlehem. Have a great, have a great holiday. God bless you.